Hello and welcome to the Persephone program for March 14th, 2020. And this is going to be a part two of the recording that I had from four days ago, <laughs> March 10th. And I just re-listened to it and I feel like I want to apologize to you because I was so blithe. I was so, um, I guess, kind of flippant about what's going on right now because obviously things have escalated quite a bit in the last four days. And, um, you know, subsequently I have had to cancel my retreat and um, have been holed up in my house for a few days. You know, whether or not that was a, um, a measured uh, reaction to everything, I don't know. But I've had a hard time. I've been like, you know, honestly, ever since recording, you know, the last podcast, I kind of like fell into a kind of a depression, um, into all the things that I was warning everyone else about, <laughs> which is classic. Um, and I do have a tendency to be overtly or overly optimistic at times. And I know that about myself. That's the beauty of astrology. I've got Mercury and Sagittarius, you know, and, you know, the eternal optimist on, on a certain level, even though I am so Saturnian, I mean, double Capricorn, I've got, you know, I also have Venus in Capricorn and I've got a moon Venus opposition and I've got my moon conjunct work. I mean, I've got some tough stuff in my chart, um, but I also have this, which I love actually, this kind of like optimistic Mercury mind. You know, I have an optimistic mind. And um, even though I also have Saturn and Chiron conjunct in the house of the mind, the third house of Gemini, um, that there's still, God bless it, you know, thank God. We're, we're always given tools. We're always given some some good things, you know, <laughs> along with our tough, our tough stuff. But... Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about that. And firstly, I wanted to apologize that. And I wanted to talk about Saturn. We have, you know, we're having a hard time. Things are getting tough. Um, we've got a, you know, we've talked a lot about, a long, you know, long social media. And there's, if you are listening to this, maybe you listen to other astrology podcasts and all the astrologers are like posting and, and we're saying, oh, you know, this is, this latest crisis is a baby or a child of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction. It certainly is, you know, born between the eclipses, the, uh, you know, 26th of December eclipse and the January 10th eclipse, the solar and the lunar. Uh, another woman that I know was talking about Corona and, um, you know, this being the the baby or the child of the solar eclipse on the 26th of December in Capricorn with Jupiter there too. And, you know, the Corona being the, the crown or what is seen 
on, you know, the outside of the blackened sun when you have a solar eclipse. Um, and isn't that interesting? And I think that it's really apt too. And talking about the fears that are, or at least that I'm picking up on, and I have been, I mean, I, I went down, you know, it was, I think it was the 12th with a moon in Scorpio, um, or like, it was like the middle of the night on the 13th that I was like, oh my God, you know, I have to cancel this retreat. You know, there's all these quarantines and all, you know, and I'm trying to be a responsible, you know, um, leader here in creating a gathering, you know, and so I made the decision to do that, to postpone it and immediately was just, just basically fell into, you know, deep disappointment and deep sadness. And, you know, when I was, you know, I had to work through it. You know, the moon was in Scorpio. It was conjunct my Neptune and the sun was on top of, you know, my Saturn and Chiron conjunction. And of course I fell, we all do. And I'm still swimming through it right now. But um, what happens to me when I get depressed is, you know, I've, and I've always been like this. I've, you know, my mom used to say that I pick up on existential angst or free floating anxiety sometimes. And sometimes I do. I, I will just be like, you know, trucking along and then it'll just hit me and I'll have to try and use my powers of discrimination to figure out, is this mine? Is this, you know, is this like energy coming from the collective? What's going on? And then I have to work through it. Like we all do. I have to swim through that, mur- you know, that my own murky depths. And it is very watery for me too. You know, having my ruling planet in water, a moon in water too. So it, in water, and when we're talking about in astrology, when we talk about the element of water, we're talking about feeling an actual physical feeling. And it affects one in a very deep way. And trying to figure out where these feelings are coming from is, you know, is hard. And so that takes time. It is a lengthy process to try and figure out, you know, is this true? How do I know this is true? Why am I feeling like this? And to try and get through it. So typically I, and it doesn't happen to me that often, and it happens to most everyone. I mean, it's, it's a human experience, but man, it knocks me out. Like I just, I have to go to bed. And so sleep is always a really healthy thing for me. So apologies to many of you that I hold space for a lot, um, that I'm just not able to hold space for you right now. And I have to kind of like pull in and take care of myself. And fortunately I'm all alone, just me and my pup. So that makes it, it's, it's good for me because then I can just focus my energy on myself. I am someone that is um, very interested in, in holding space for other people and in sharing my own journey uh, of dealing with life and its myriad experiences. So I love doing it and, and it's what I'm here to do and I know that. 
but sometimes you got to pull back and you got to stop and you have to be there for yourself. I tell so many of my clients, put your oxygen mask on first. And especially for those evening star Venuses like myself that are focused a lot on other people and on their own um, seeing themselves through the eyes of their relationships. So anywho, um, I want to talk a little bit about Saturn. I want to talk about, um, you know, what's going on from a Saturnian standpoint. And we've talked about Neptune and the coronavirus and this pandemic and everything that's happening, you know, economically to society. And and in a certain way, like the inner anarchist inside of me is going good, good, because the longer, the long-term implications of the Saturn-Pluto conjunction and the, the new, the new world order that seems to be arising from this very long time of, you know, destruction of structure, which is representative by Pluto and Capricorn, and then the Saturn-Pluto conjunction in Capricorn. And then, you know, in, in many other ways too, that, you know, also Jupiter joining them. And then the Saturn-Jupiter conjunction in Aquarius, December 21st, 2020, which is a whole new cycle. Okay. So there's like, you know, the wheel is turning. And I think I mentioned in the last podcast, I don't know if I did, that I did a a tarot reading for the coronavirus and this latest, you know, um, crisis. And the cards, as usual, like were so clear, hanged man, sacrifice, seeing things from another, you know, state of of view, um, you know, hanging upside down on the tree of life, martyrdom and stuff like that, but also for knowledge, for enlightenment. And then the whole situation being the universe, you know, the end of a cycle, the beginning of a new one. The dancer knows she is complete, creating your life and and understanding that it's okay. Um, That everything ultimately is filled with intelligence and intent. So, um... I got these cards and it reminded me that everything ultimately will be okay, but we still have to swim through this time. And, you know, this is, I'm going to read a little bit from Liz Green, one of my very favorite astrologers, and she is um, a co-founder of astro.com, a real, um, you know, foundational astrologer for me and grew up reading her books. And there, she's a Jungian um, psychologist, depth psychologist, as well as an astrologer. And her books are very weighty in that way. And she uses a lot of archetypal images and myth and things like that. But this is um, kind of what I was going through. And I think what, what we're also going through right now when it comes to what's happening collectively too. Saturn symbolizes a psychic process as well as a quality or kind of experience. Saturn's not merely representative of pain, restriction, and discipline. He's also a symbol of the psychic process natural to all human beings by which individuals may utilize the experiences of pain, restriction, and discipline as a means for greater consciousness and fulfillment. 
Psychology has demonstrated that there is within the individual psyche a motive or impulsion towards wholeness or completeness. In many instances, Saturn seems to correspond with painful circumstances which appear not to be connected with any weakness or flaw on the part of the person himself, but which merely happen, thereby earning the planet the title Lord of Karma. This rather depressive evaluation remains attached to Saturn despite a most ancient and persistent of teaching which tells us that he is the dweller at the threshold, the keeper of the keys to the gate, and that it is through him alone that we may achieve eventual freedom through self-understanding. The frustrating experiences which are connected with Saturn are obviously necessary as they're educational in a practical as well as psychological sense. Whether we use psychological or esoteric terminology, the basic fact remains the same. Humans do not earn free will except through self-discovery, and they don't attempt self-discovery until things become so tough and painful that they have no other choice. Isn't that true? Right now, we are facing difficulty, both, you know, collectively and probably personally, and it's through this that we each have to break through our own dweller on the threshold, our own fear and disappointment in order for us to see our own and experience our own power, both personally and collectively. I think that this time is going to be a great um, harbinger of change. And you know what? We all kind of want it. We, we do, don't we? We don't, you know, as much as we want things to stay the same, the devil we know, so to speak, you know, we also want change. Everyone does. We want the freedom and vitality that comes from that. We want freedom and vitality. A long time ago, okay, not a long time ago, but when was this? This was maybe eight years ago. I had like a peak experience. I'll call it a peak experience or like a mystical experience where literally I was like sitting in my family room and suddenly it came on me like, it's it's hard to describe, but if you've ever had, you know, this time in your life where just like you knew something to be true and it almost like entered me, you know, like, um, like it filled me up. Kind of like when you feel joy, you know, like when you're like really happy and suddenly you're just like, wow, you know, and it just kind of like comes into you. What was like that? It was like, it was like grace from the heavens, grace from God, grace from the universe. And in that grace, I saw the truth of free will and I really understood it. We are given a certain amount of free will so that we can see the freedom that we each have to create our own version of reality as we work within the construct of our collective reality. So there is freedom within that collective. And in order for us to really truly see that and to experience that, we, we have to be kind of almost like forced into it. And um, I think that throughout these new beginning cycles that we we have, we will see both our ability to create change and to see the polarizing, you know, aspects of 
you know, the opposition to what we consider to be good. So, um, you know, that is what allows us freedom, right? We, we, we cannot make a positive conscious choice unless we have choices in front of us. And in order for us to even differentiate and discriminate, we need to say like, you know, here's a positive and constructive choice and here is, you know, a constrictive choice. We need to be able to have something to resist. You know, we live on a dimension or a polarity of, you know, we live in a dimension of polarity is what I'm trying to say. So we will have some potential flare-ups, I think, of, of these themes. And I think that they'll come to some sort of a head in April, possibly June and November. You know, November, you know, we know we're going to have our election process. We have a Jupiter, you know, Pluto conjunction there. We have, you know, Jupiter Pluto um, conjunction in April, and we have Jupiter Pluto conjunction in June through a retrograde process. So we have, um, we're gonna, we're gonna come up against this. It's going to come up again this year. This is a, this is a year of difficulty. And I think it's important that we, you know, or that astrologers or people that are, you know, kind of, I don't know, speaking up about some of these types of things, not, not necessarily mince their words and, and say that it's going to be easy because it's not, it's just not, you know, it's hard. It's a hard time, but it's an exciting time, right? It's a time where we have challenges to overcome. It's a time where we can see our own power. It's it's a, you know, those are positive aspects of this. So we've got all these, you know, positive potentialities for us. And now I want to talk a little bit about how they connect with uh, the U.S. chart, now, the chart of the United States, we, there's there's several different ones out there. And I've mentioned before that you can make a chart out of anything, a nation, a business, a person, a moment in time. It is essentially a snapshot of a moment in time. And because this was so long ago, we're not sure exactly, but um, there is a chart out there that... Um, <laughs> Somebody says has uh, conformed, you know, possibly to Thomas Jefferson's fuzzy memory, but it is the U.S. Sibley chart, which was first published by Ebenezer Sibley and calculated for 10 p.m. General GMT, 5 p.m. LMT for Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, um, July 4th, 1776. So in that chart, we have... Um, this chart for the United States, we have the sun, Jupiter, Venus, um, in cancer. We have uh, a moon in Aquarius. That's, um, this particular chart has a Sagittarius rising, which I think is really apt and a Neptune in Virgo. And currently we've talked about Neptune. Currently we have Neptune in Pisces, which is opposing that, Virgo. So collectively, we have an opposition right now, um, close by, you know, maybe three or four degrees. Um, and 
every time you see something like that, a major aspect like that, there are certain aspects in astrology, that is the geometric relationships between the planets um, and that are considered to be Ptolemaic or major. Uh, and there's lots of different aspects. And don't get me wrong, I think they're all relevant, but I think the Ptolemaic aspects, the original aspects, and those are, you know, within the you know, the 360 circle, you know, the 90 degrees, the 180, et cetera, um, 60, various others. Um, but those are, those are the most impactful. So we have a 180 degree opposition, you know, and we've talked about Neptune as being the collective and a lot about the collective feeling. And so we have that. And right now you'd say that, um, this is like very close to, or close-ish to our ICMC on this particular chart with the collective um, Pisces transiting the third house close to the IC. That is the house of our own mind, our own collective thinking. Um, it's interesting because then we have the Pluto-Saturn conjunction through our second house of values economy and things like that too, our resources. Um, and then moving into our third house of the mind and eventually, um, you know, at that it'll be probably about a year into 2021, almost 2022, where we have um, Saturn conjunct our moon, our collective values. But there's a lot of really interesting things happening. Um, through this process uh, on the U.S. chart, through the current transits of the astrological transits and the U.S. chart. Um, and, you know, this chart's really interesting, too, because, you know, it talks a lot about, and, you know, we're having, we're going to have our Pluto return in about four years, exactly. Um, so that's still very close. We're within a five degree orb of a conjunction to our Pluto. And what's interesting too is that when the last major, I guess, real threat to the United States was, and this kind of reminds me of it, was September 11th. And at that point we had Pluto conjunct the ascendant on this U.S. Sibley chart. So it was like, separated by about two degrees, but, and then we also had Saturn on the descendant. Um, so that's pretty major. And right now we have Neptune conjunct our IC. Those are what I'm talking about. Ascendant, descendant, IC, MC. These are the, the four angles of a chart with the ascendant being the rising, the very moment of birth, the descendant being its opposition the seventh cusp of the seventh house, the IC being the cusp of the fourth house, representing our, where we came from, our collective, and then the MC being our direction where we're going. And um, interestingly enough, too, that full moon that we just had was conjunct the U.S. Sibley's charts um, midheaven. So this is all astrological, and obviously that's what this podcast is really about. So um, that's very interesting, isn't it? And it's, again, astrology corresponding to what's happening.
So I think that this is a process with, again, intelligence and intent that's opening up um, some themes for us to both face the dweller on our threshold, to face our fears, to face the fears of annihilation, of losing it all. And, you know, especially with like all this like crazy shopping and, you know, consuming and worried about resources that we are in this land of true abundance. That makes a lot of sense. This astrological chart with Pluto in the second house of resources and so much fear around having enough in a, in a world where we have so much. It's unbelievable. But, um, I think that I think that somehow it's just necessary for us to go through this because as, you know, as earlier, how are we ever going to see our free will? How are we ever going to face our fears and get out the other side and grow and evolve without dealing with them? Like we have to deal with them. And so it seems like it is truly human nature in order for us, you know, to to do that like we must go through these things this is essential and it's always tough things that get us up and out like for me I think that I really faced like massive disappointment because ultimately I, I I'm realizing something new about myself that restriction of my movement and restriction of my own personal freedom is very disappointing and depressing to me and um, also restriction of my own my need to express myself sensually too you know I've got Venus in the first house and Sun in the first house and when I had to cancel my retreat oh my god that, that was just like it just bummed me out because it was also going to be like this great celebration of so much. And, um, oh my gosh, I mean, I was really, really looking forward to it. Now I'm may or may not be alone, but I'm not going to be able to do what I wanted to do for the vernal equinox. I'm not going to be able to do it then I'll be able to do it later, but that was such a bummer because I had this incredible vernal equinox ritual and party. Um, and I really wanted to do that and I wanted to celebrate, um, and that's another thing that I love to do is celebrate. But I've got Saturn on my Venus. So I get it. And I don't mind. I don't mind waiting. I don't mind being patient as long as I know that eventually the celebration will come. Eventually things will be better. What do you think, you guys? Um, for those of you that wrote to me asking for me to read your chart online, I will be doing that. I'll do it in the next couple days. I just felt like I needed to do this first. I needed to come out and first of all, apologize to you um, and say I'm sorry for being so flippant about this time because it's it's real, you know, freaking real. And, um, I mean, I had a friend who just asked me to go hiking with her today. And I'm like, really? Like, seriously, like you're going out hiking. She's like, yeah, let's go hiking. And I'm like, what? 
I don't know. Maybe I need to get over myself. But um, I am. I'm getting through it. And I hope you do too. And I will be... I will be reading those charts online. I promise. Love to do it. We'll do it soon in the next couple days, maybe even tomorrow. And um, I'm looking forward to getting out of my own self and into you. And then also I wanted to share with you something that like this morning I was, a friend of mine asked me because her son's learning guitar, like a friend of mine's like, oh, what, you know, I want my son to learn Prince. What what Prince songs do you like? And I just immediately started listening to Prince and feeling so much better. So I'm going to leave you with something beautiful from Prince. And um, I love you guys. Thanks for, for listening to me and holding space and learning astrology with me and just being you. Cool. You make me so